Hello, this is Andrew Ezekiel, and welcome to Step Into Greater Glory, a podcast dedicated to help you grow closer and deeper into the things of God, so that you can step into all that He has for you. And today, I want to talk to you on one of the most important things in life. So let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, I ask you to speak your truth through me. And open the eyes of our hearts so that we can see you and see you in your word and see your truth in your word. And now if you have a Bible, please turn with me to Proverbs chapter 4 verse 7. So that's Proverbs chapter 4 verse 7, which reads this way. Now wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore, get wisdom. And in all your getting, get understanding. Well, you know, the Bible is full of truth. The Bible is full of wisdom. It gives us the way to advance in life. Psalm 119 verse 105 says, Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and light unto my path. God's word is a lamp unto one's feet. So what does a lamp do? It brightens up a place. Why do we need a place to be brightened, especially our feet? Well, the answer might be sound quite obvious, and that is to stop us from stumbling. The Word of God is light to my path. You see, we are not only walking with our feet, but we also have a path to follow. Now, everyone on this earth is walking and following a path. Regardless whether they want to acknowledge it or not, they are walking on one of the following two paths. The path that leads to destruction or the path that leads to life. And unfortunately, it's either one of those two paths. There is no third option. In other words, a person in this world is either on the way to destruction or on the way to life. Either on the way to hell or on the way to eternal life. It doesn't matter what they think or what they want to believe. They are on either one of those two paths. But the good news is that the Word of God gives us light to the path. It shows us where to go, shows us which path to follow, so that we can be on the right path, the path to life, and the path to abundance. Proverbs 4 verse 18 says, The path of the righteous is like the morning sun, shining ever brighter. Now wisdom, the Bible points out, is the most important thing in life. It is what's going to make or break a man. It is what's going to lead us into a life of abundance, life of fulfillment, or a life of destruction. In wisdom there is riches and honor. And not just any riches. Proverbs 8.18 says that wisdom will bring enduring riches. Well, you know, there was a king in Israel named Solomon. He had a unique encounter with God. At that night, the God of heaven and earth appeared to him and asked him one question, saying, What do you want? Ask, and I will give it to you. And in front of this once-in-a-lifetime opportunity where God manifested himself from heaven in front of a mere man, Solomon asked God for one thing, and that is wisdom. Such requests delighted God so much that God said to Solomon, Since it is in your heart to desire wisdom, and you have not asked for wealth, possession, honor, nor the death of your enemies, and since you have not asked a long life but asked wisdom and knowledge, therefore God says, Wisdom and knowledge will be given to you. I will also give you wealth, possessions, and honor. So you see, in Solomon's pure pursuit of wisdom, 
God also gave him material wealth, possessions, and honor. If we step back and take a good look at the world we are living in today, the money problems are really a wisdom problem. The resources problems are really a wisdom problem, and all the social problems are really a wisdom problem, because wisdom is the answer to the money problem. Wisdom is answer to the resources problem. Wisdom is the answer to the social problems. So what is wisdom? Is wisdom being the same as being intelligent? Well, let's take a look. So if you still have the Bible with you, please turn with me to James chapter three. So that's James chapter three, starting from verse thirteen. Who is wise and understanding among you? Let them show it by their good life. But if you harbor bitter envy and selfish ambitions in your heart, do not boast about it or deny the truth. Such wisdom does not come from heaven, but is earthly, unspiritual, and demonic. For where you have envy and selfish ambition, there you find disorder and every evil practice. But the wisdom that comes from heaven is first all pure, then peace-loving, considerate, submissive, full of mercy, and good fruit, impartial and sincere. So you see, what James chapter three is telling us is that not all wisdom are from God. There are two kinds of wisdoms: the earthly wisdom and the heavenly wisdom, and each can be identified by their characters. If the so-called wisdom harbor bitter envy and selfish ambition, denying the truth. Such wisdom cannot be from heaven, but is earthly and demonic. But God's wisdom, He says, that is pure, peace-loving, considerate, submissive, full of mercy, and good fruit. From this, we know that wisdom has two kinds: an earthly kind, and a heavenly kind. So, what is heavenly wisdom? Now, without going to too much in theological debates, I will give three summaries. Number one. The heavenly wisdom is the ability to see a situation from God's perspective. In other words, it is our ability to see what God sees. How does God see about life? How does God see about the world? How does God see about the situation that we are in? And second, wisdom is a spirit, and it has a voice. Ephesians chapter one seventeen, God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory. May give unto you the spirit of wisdom. So you see, the heavenly wisdom is not what our intellectual mind tells us, nor what society tells us. Our minds are very limited. Even the scientists all agree that we only use ten percent of our mind. The Bible instructs us to guard our mind, because Satan, the devil, has influence over our mind. So we need the spirit of God to guide us. The spirit of God is the spirit of wisdom. The Holy Spirit is the spirit of wisdom. It is those who are led by the Spirit are the sons of God. We need to receive the Holy Spirit, the spirit of wisdom, so that we don't have to walk in this fallen world blindsided. And number three, wisdom is the word of God. Remember the story of Solomon in First Kings chapter three. After Solomon received wisdom from God, he had to face an enormous decision. Two prostitutes came to him with one baby in front of them, and each claiming that being the mother of that baby. By wisdom, 
Solomon asks his men to bring out a sword and cut the baby into half. We know from Hebrews chapter 4 verse 12 that the sword is the word of God and it is able to judge the thoughts and attitudes of heart. So you see, the word of God is wisdom. God hides all his wisdom in his word. In the beginning was the word and the word was God. Even God's name is called the word. That's Revelation 19.13. Now we know that heavenly wisdom is first the ability to see a situation from God's perspective and two, the heavenly wisdom is the Spirit of God and three, the heavenly wisdom is the Word of God. But one last question remains and that is how do we get this heavenly wisdom? The answer which I believe is found in Proverbs chapter 9 verse 10 which says, The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. So what this verse is trying to tell us is that the starting point of getting the heavenly wisdom is the fear of the Lord. When we fear the Lord, wisdom begins to manifest. When we fear the Lord, we can then start to understand God's heart. When we fear the Lord, that's when He starts to reveal Himself to us. But what is the fear of the Lord? How do we fear the Lord? Fear of the Lord is a type of spirit. That's Isaiah 11 tells us. Fear of the Lord is a holy reverence toward God. Fear of the Lord is doing what God says, not being just here of the word. Fear of the Lord is having a deep conviction that God is real and the word of God is true. Most importantly, fear of the Lord is believing that God is not just a historical figure, but is alive and is the same yesterday, today and forever. And he is able to judge the living and the dead. Fear of the Lord can be found. Proverbs chapter 2 verse 4 and 5 says that if we look for it as for silver and search for it as for hidden treasure, then we will understand the fear of the Lord and find knowledge of God. You see, we can find the fear of the Lord. Unfortunately, I must say that we are living in a day and age where the majorities are living in a very godless lives. And the Lord once told me the main reason for such behavior is that the people are just not convinced that He is real and that the Bible is true. But I'm here to tell you one thing, and there is one thing for sure, that God is not a respecter of a person. If you seek Him, and He will reveal Himself to you. So the fear of the Lord is the first step towards to wisdom. And number two, ask the Lord for wisdom, and you will receive wisdom. James 1.5 says, If any of you lacks wisdom, you should ask God, who gives generously to all without finding fault, and it will be given to you. God is more than willing to give you wisdom than you will ever imagine. He is waiting for you to ask. It doesn't matter who you are, He is willing to give. You see, that's why the verse saying that He gives generously to all without finding fault. In another translation, says that He will give it to you. He will not rebuke you for asking. If you've been following this podcast, you will know we've touched on prayers before. So let's ask. Ask the Lord for wisdom. Ask the Lord to give you the spirit of wisdom. Ask like how King Solomon asked the Lord. Say, Lord, Give me wisdom. The Lord, give me understanding. And if you ask from the bottom of your heart, I can guarantee you that the Lord has heard your prayer and will honor and answer such prayer. Thank you very much for tuning in to today's podcast. I hope it's been a blessing. 
Now may the Lord richly bless you and grant to you the desires of your heart. See you at the next podcast.